This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I am Joseph Berto from White City, Oregon. And you are listening to a special Horse Husbands Only edition of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 30th, brought to you today by the Shaken Fork and the Flexen Fork. The monthly Horse Husbands episode. This one is for you guys. No horse women allowed. Well, welcome everybody to the Horse Husbands episode. We do this once a month at the end of every month. And of course, if you are a lady, if you're a female, if you're a woman, you should not be listening to this right now. This show is for guys only. This is for Horse Husbands. This is the episode where we get to talk and be free with what we say because we know none of you are listening. Absolutely not, except if you want to volunteer, volunteer is the keyword here, your horse husband to be on the show. Give Glenn a call. That's right. Yes, surprise. And you can do that or drop me an email at glenn at horseradionetwork.com and we'd love to get your horse husband on the show. We'd love to volunteer <laughs> people for this we show. We love the volunteered horse husband. That's right. Now, I got to ask Joseph, uh, you told me a little secret the last time we were together and I have to ask you, are you still married? Well, you know, you would think after 22 <laughs> years, you couldn't surprise your, your bride. But when I wound up with a, a horse trailer headed out, and she wondered where I was going. And I came back with a set of wings and, and a little snowmobile motor. And I, and I bought that ultralight. And um, I stuck it there into the hangar and didn't think much of it. Now, you mean the until, flying kind, the kind, you know, I, the flying kind of ultralight that we see fly over that looks like somebody sitting in a lawn chair with a kite above them. It is. It's yeah. the kind that Mad Max, the guy in Mad Max, rode around on, <laughs> and uh, and it's called called an ultralight because it's a, it's a aluminum tubing and a bed sheet that's stitched together with a snowmobile <laughs> motor, and they weigh about two hundred fifty pounds, and they're so lightweight that they fly like butterflies. You sort of get pushed around by the wind and stuff like that, and and I can tell you they are the most fun to fly. Um, I wanted to get back into them after retiring from the helicopter business. I, I still love to fly, but I didn't want to have that, that turbine engine and all that. And I was reading about the Wright brothers and I realized what I really wanted was a Wright brothers experience where you just had a super simple flying machine and your, and your pants were out in the wind and, uh, and an ultralight was the thing. And, um, so right now I've got the engine all apart. It's scattered across my shop and I'm doing, Yeah, all but the you missed the lead things. here. What did she say when she found it? Oh, well, now that was pretty funny because <laughs> when we were first married, I was flying aircraft a lot and I was going to go by a steer. Yeah, you're, a we should clarify a, for new listeners. You're a pilot. You've been a helicopter pilot for years. You're fixed wing too, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been flying forever. Yeah. I mean, I was, I, just like my wife has had horses forever. When she was getting into horsemanship, I was getting into flying. And that was, that was back in high school. And so I've flown a lot of things. But a Stearman is a training airplane, a biplane for World War II. It's very muscular, has a radial engine on it, but it has open cockpits in it. And so me, the romance of flying is to have your head in the wind. And, and so I was going to buy a Stearman, and I told my wife that I was going to buy a Stearman, and she said, I'm never flying in anything that doesn't have a cockpit, 
enclosed cockpit. I can appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, and most people probably can. So she goes out to my hangar, and she opens the door, and she walks inside, and she sees this, this pile of, of aluminum tubing. I, the wings are off of it right now, so there's just this fabric hanging there. And she puts her hands on her hips, and she looks at me, and she says, you know... I'm never going to fly that. <laughs> just, just, I just want to make it clear. Don't even ask me. I'm never going to fly that thing. So, but you know, here's from a woman that, that happily gallops a horse 20 something miles an hour, six feet off of the ground. And this ultralight, it lands at 20 miles an hour. It's zero feet off the ground. So the likelihood of hurting yourself is actually less on an ultralight than it is on a horse, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. She, I got you. <laughs> she should join me someday. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But you want to talk about an adventure, real quickly, I want to go into when I took that horse trailer, it was a borrowed trailer, and I'm driving up north of here about two hours, and about an hour and a half into it, I get a little vibration. I'm thinking, hmm. I guess Larry probably lost a weight on his horse trailer. Pick up the ultralight, and I'm driving back, and the vibration is getting worse and worse and worse and worse, and pretty soon the steering wheel is starting to shake. Oh, so no. I decide I better pull over, check what's going on, and there's a bulge in the front tire of our Dodge. Oh, in and the so truck? I call my wife up. Yeah, of the truck. And so my first thought was, well, I'm just going to keep on driving for a little while. Maybe it won't get any worse, but it did. And I got afraid enough that I pulled off the side of the highway and decided I was going to change the tire. Okay. Well, the first problem is if you know with a Dodge, it's got that lever that you got to stick into the slot in the back of the oh, truck. Yes, we had that. It sucked. It's a, and you got to take terrible. this long ass thing. It's awful. <laughs> And that's what lowers this pair of tire down. Well, the way that this trailer was, I couldn't get the freaking thing into oh, the, the end no. of the hole. Because it's and like so 12 feet long, and you have to turn it and twist it, and the hitch would be in the way. Yeah, that, yes. exactly. So I, I had to jackknife the trailer next to the side of the highway to get that freaking bar in there. And God. then I tried to turn it, and the thing that lowers it is stuck. <laughs> and so I can't get the spare tire. So now I'm, I'm faced with, okay, I'm going to have to drive who knows how long it's Sunday on this tire that's going to explode on me on the freeway. And then it dawned on me, wait a minute, this is a dually. I've got two more spares. And so I had to take off the outside tire to get to the inside tire, put the outside tire back on, take off the front tire, take the inside tire, put it on the front and put it all back together again. It took me two hours. Aren't you glad you didn't have a horse in the trailer? <laughs> oh, God. One weekend before my wife had a six hour drive with that truck and trailer. Really? And so, and I just thought to myself, honey, honey, or she, myself, honey, you are so lucky. No, she's lucky. <laughs> actually, you're both lucky. <laughs> oh, I'd have been driving up to do the, do the repair for her. And, you know, that would have been the way it was. No, but, you know, but you're lucky that things. thing didn't blow that, you know, ugh, that's bad. Actually. That would have, yeah, that would have been really bad. Or if I would have thought to myself that maybe it isn't Larry's trailer. Maybe it's the truck actually has something wrong with it. Yeah, I was thinking the trailer right away, actually, like everybody else. <laughs> That's what I did, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, well, so I'm glad that turned out okay. And aren't you glad yeah. you didn't have a horse back there for a couple hours while you tried to work on the truck? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you do. And you know the really weird part about it? Now I get home, and we're going to have to have new tires put on the truck. And I stick that rod into the back of the truck. And, and what turned. does it do? Fits and lowers right down. By the way, can so, we talk to Dodge Ram? That whole system sucks. <laughs> that was a pretty awful system. Yes. I went online and I started to read about it, and and I, I think I'm going to do something different when I put that back up there. Oh, it sucks. When you, if you can't get that thing down, 
You can't get it down. There's just no way to get well, that thing unhooked. Whole, a perfectly good spare. Uh, and I know that they were oh. thinking, well, the same cranky handle you can use for the other thing, blah, blah, blah. It, it's awful. It sucks. The it, whole idea it, sucks. It, it takes forever, whole, and it sucks. <laughs> and, and it's a really complicated way to just have something with a wing nut on it. I know. It, that's, you know? What, that's what you should do is just put a wing nut on it. Just uh, put a wing nut. <laughs> then all you'd need, it, if it was stuck, is a pliers. You go, and it's free. You know? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah uh, so Dodge, I love Dodge Rams. That sucked. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure quite what we're going to do to to resolve it. But, um, well, you know, the answer to it is that at six years, replace all the tires on your truck. Oh, there's two grand. Even if they still have tread. That, that's the conclusion. Yeah, but I the problem with that is on the truck at Dodge Ram it, with a dually, that's two grand to replace all the tires. Is, I know, I know. But but even having said that, I I I have our Ford here. We've got a Ford. It's a 1973 Ford, and I think it still has the original tires on it. it doesn't get driven oh very much. It's our farm truck. Tires used to be built really well. Yeah, not but anymore. nowadays, you know, they they for whatever reason the air gets in between the tread and the casing and causes the bulges and. <laughs> and they blow. Planned obsolescence. That's right. right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Six years, seven years, something like that. But at some point, you're just going to have to say, because it would have been worth 2000 bucks to not have it happen to my wife. We're just lucky it didn't happen. Yeah. You're, you guys are actually very, very lucky. You weren't in an accident. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Huh. Well, I'm glad that turned out well. So how uh, long will yeah. it take you to put this new toy together? Well, I'm hoping that I get the engine together in the next 10 days or so. I got some new seals and parts for it and then assemble it back together. And How do you give test it, it without it dying? Mm, um, <laughs> well, the idea is not to die. So, you know, it's, it, 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 is, it's, it, it goes really slow. So you take little hops to begin with and you don't get very high off like, the ground. You are doing you like the Wright brothers. <laughs> it is like the Wright brothers who crashed a lot less often than people think. And then what you do is you, you fly it in an area with, with real light winds and in an area that if you had some sort of an engine failure, you can just set it back down again. So no trees. You don't run a lot of trees. The forest wouldn't be good. Not, uh, no, no. Right. Not a lot of trees and an open field. And then once you know the engine is good and reliable and it's all good, then you fly it at altitudes, you, you'd be able to glide to somewhere. I mean, Glenn, most of my career was spent in a hover that was you couldn't escape from, right? If oh, the engine true. quit, there's no entering the an auto or anything like yeah. that. And I got thousands of hours there. So when I get into the ultralight that glides and lands really slow and all that, I, I'm actually pretty secure in the deal. But I don't have a death wish, believe me. Well, I, I really think that it is worse than a, a horse. A horse that's running away at a gallop with a saddle that's underneath it and you've lost the reins and you're hanging on by the mane, that's worse. I've been in that situation in a cart with a bolting horse. It ain't much fun either. <laughs> it's it, 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 it is not. No. Yeah, and results in broken ribs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So. I, I, I listen to this podcast called, um, oh, let me look it up. It's called, What Was That Like? And he interviews people about unusual things that happened to him. Like the one lady in, the, in two episodes ago got shot 12 times. Uh, walking into work. There happened to be a mass shooting she didn't know, and the guy shot her 12 (sighs) times, and she lived. So he talks about what was that like. That's the name of the show. Well, a couple ago was a lady who lived through, she was in her parachute, had had like 180 jumps, and something happened. She thought things weren't going well, and about 200 feet up, she tried to turn, lost the air in her chute, 
And when that happens, you come straight down. Um, yeah. And she survived and lived to tell what was that like. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, My goal is not to be interviewed on what was, was that, that like? like. Nobody wants to be interviewed on that show. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I want to be talking about this. And, and recently I've been putting a lot of effort into building Diane's new barn at our new property. And the goal one day is to be able to fly that little ultralight in and out of the, the property up there. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know how it goes. Okay. I hope you have a GoPro for when you do these flights. I, I do have a GoPro. You yep. need and I'll that. probably install it. Although, you know, once again, the goal is to make it so that the film would be boring. So well, that's okay, but it'd be pretty. Any, yeah, no, I don't want to have any, I don't want any excitement. No, but it'll I be pretty. Wanna, it'll be pretty. It, it would be pretty and noisy. Yeah. <laughs> noisy. I think you'd have to take the no- the sound of the wind out yeah. and put music in. <laughs> it's like like sitting in front of a lawnmower. For yeah, exactly. an hour, but. yeah. I forgot you have the mower back there too. You got the wind <laughs> and the mower. <laughs> Those things are so loud you can hear them from two thousand feet on the ground. Uh, but retirement, is, it's been fun, and Sonic is getting older. That's my new Colt out of Conquest, and and uh, and things are actually really looking up. I'm, I'm this this flying and the ranch and and everything. It, it's going to be good. Good. So our first guest today is Travis Klingson, and uh, Travis, I think it's pronounced Patton, Iowa, might be Peyton. And um, Travis, welcome to the show. Good morning, fellas. So, Travis, um, you and I have talked quite a bit because uh, you're the, the owner of a shaken fork, and um, you sent it to us for a tune-up, but you actually kind of an interesting background. Tell, tell us where, where, where it is that you work and what it is you do. I work for Atlantico and I'm a animal health. Um, it's a, we, we make uh, manufacture vaccines for animals, both large and small animals, and ship it throughout the, throughout the world. And your your uh, uh, your significant other, your spouse, is named Amber. Uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship with uh, with Amber. How you met, and um, and her involvement with horses. Well, we met through the. We have a PRCA rodeo here in, in Dayton, Iowa, about ten miles from us. We met through the saddle club. Um, we dated for a year, and then we were engaged for a year, and have been married for five years, a total of seven years together, and. Yeah, she's the love of my life. And what is it that Amber does? She is an optician for an optometrist for a, a Jefferson Eye Care. It's a little town in Iowa. They got a few shops throughout the throughout the central part of Iowa. You do a little bit of rodeo work yourself? Yep, I'm a team roper. I'm a header. I enjoy it a lot. A lot of local rodeos around and some uh, United States team ropes and local jackpots and other things. Yeah, I, I had uh, an experience with with that team roping thing and and got myself a little bit caught up in the rope. And and if I understand that that I'm lucky that I didn't lose some body parts. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, if you team rope long enough, you can uh, end up with a half finger or lose your thumb or uh, accidents happen. Um, I had one happen at the house, a friend of mine, Tyler Johnson. He was roping one night, and he wanted to rope the fastest steer we had. Got to the end of the arena, and his horse went one way, and the steer went the other. And he looked back at us and said he lost his thumb. (laughs) His thumb went another way. (laughs) And uh, 
we we start with the practice is over immediately right then. <laughs> and uh, we went looking for a thumb. We had the ambulance come out the whole nine yards, and we never did find the thumb. We don't know where it went. <laughs> kind of hard to find a thumb in an arena, I would think. That kind of tough. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Is uh, was, can you still rope if you don't have a thumb? He is still roping. Yes, he is. He lost about half of it. Oh, and, boy. Uh, he's still roping. There's a lot of guys that are professionals that, that don't have a thumb and, and still rope. Um, but I wore, a, I wore a thumb protector over mine. It's, a, it's made out of molded plastic, and you boil it and form it to your thumb. And I've roped with that for I, this is the second one I've had. I had a leather one. I roped with one since 2007. You know, in the old days, they used to call those thimbles, uh, and now it's no. <laughs> it's like a big thimble for your thumb. <laughs> yeah, man, it's that's so gotta hurt like heck, though. That's gotta hurt like heck if it goes wrong. Oh my god! Oh man, yeah, <laughs> yep. And it can happen on a slow steer or a fast steer. You know, it's just just a, just an accident. Just get your thumb in the wrong spot. <laughs> that's right. So how right. did you get start with started with uh is, is your family does your family have horses is that how how you got into it or how did you get started how did you get started roping Um my dad roped I've probably roped since I was 10 years old and he roped and uh I just loved it you know we've been involved in that Dayton rodeo since I was a little kid and uh I just love being around it you know And so you're you're your your relationship with Amber did that uh, did that happen in a rodeo? Did you? Well, not necessarily at a rodeo, but it, it we knew each other. Um, we've known each other through that saddle club for a few years, and um, you know we just hit it off and and uh, fell for each other. Has she ever done anything like, like I, I believe you said that she's carried the flag and, and stuff like that. So she's pretty active on her horse. She is. She is. She has a, she has a red done uh, with a dorsal stripe. His name is Baxter Black. She's carried, uh, she was in serpentine on him. She's carried the American flag. She was the uh, Dayton Rodeo Queen on the 75th annual. This was few years back and that was quite the experience quite the experience being the rodeo queen for um she would make me um decorate her horse i was in charge of stencil and super glue and glitter and (laughs) i think i had glitter on my on myself for a year because it seemed like whenever she had a parade and had to get the stencil and glue out um, it was about the windiest day of the week. So we had, gl- we had glitter all over the trailer for most of that year. <laughs> Who would have thought you would end up in the arts and crafts project? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're the husband of the rodeo queen, they, they get all dressed up and all dolled up and everything. And, and, uh, they can't get dirty. So you're pretty much taking care of the horse and uh and decorating and whatever needs done you know who whoever invented glitter uh i i don't think they ever had to install it because it's amazing the orifices that stuff winds up in you, you oh it goes everywhere 
It goes everywhere. Yeah, I, I know it. So what you need to do real quick is you needed to develop an allergy. That, that's what we've learned as horse husbands. <laughs> that's right. You, you don't want to do haying, you better get some hay fever. You don't want to pick up manure, you better get some sort of an allergy. And No, nah, honey, I That's can't right. do that. I got an allergy. Tell yep. us a little bit about our horse. I mean, I'm surprised it's not Baxter done. <laughs> no, it's uh, there's not anything black on him. He's, he's a red done. <laughs> but she, she loves Baxter Black, the poet, and the cowboy poet. And she named him, and that horse is about like a cat. He's got about nine lives. He is... He is hard on things. He's he's broke. Uh, he bit a light switch one time. We were at a friend's house. He bit a light switch and did not get electrocuted. We don't know how. Um, he's broken light bulbs. Uh, he, he usually paws the trailer when I'm around. He's kind of a female's horse. Um, he don't really like men. Well, um, Baxter Black, uh, we've had him on the show in the past, and he's uh, he's quite a character. I mean, once you get him going, you can't stop him. He just goes. He's always, he is. He's entertaining. Yeah, he's always on stage. He's always just going, and then he, you know, and then he goes into a poem without even thinking about it. It's like it just goes right into it. It's kind of funny. Hey, I surprised my wife for Valentine's Day one year. He was down at Greenfield, Iowa, about. Oh, an hour and a half south of us, and he was at the cattleman's banquet, and we took her. I took her down, and she got to meet him, and it was a lot of fun. He he can't be young anymore. God, he has to be old. Uh, Baxter, he's aged well, though. Yeah, he's aged well. He's got to be in his eighties, doesn't he? Um, I I don't know. I'd hate to guess. Yeah, I just did. Apparently, I just did. Apparently. And your horse, your horse uh, is is uh, named Otis, right? What do you ride? I ride a breeding stock paint. Uh, he's a real, real dark bay. Um, he's about sixteen years old now. Yeah, he's been a, he's been a good one. Okay, can I apologize to Baxter? He's only seventy four. So I just checked that. You want to make have fun. put a few extra years? Yeah, on yeah. sorry, yeah. Baxter. <laughs> We'll unwind it. Next next time, next show, we'll say that he's in his 70s, yeah, or 60s. We'll back up a few years. I, With, I named uh, my horse. I named my horse Otis after uh, Otis Campbell on the Andy Griffith show. How you're not you're not even old enough to remember that. Oh, I know it, but I I, I watched that show when I was a kid. All the reruns and everything. I think it's yeah. still on somewhere. Uh, that show nev- will never die. It's still on. Yeah. If you can't find it on TV, it's on Netflix. <laughs> All right. So, I, I before we let you go, what we need to uh, and Joseph, we're going to talk about one more thing with him. But uh, we're, with our next guest, we're going to do a little something that we've never done before in the show. We're going to play a game, and I have a game. I have some questions for you. Uh, this is the Would You Rather game, only it's Horse Radio Network style. All right. So Uh-oh. I have some questions for you. Would you rather ride without stirrups for a month or ride without a bridle for a month? I would rather ride without stirrups. Yeah, you know it's funny. The answers have been about half and half on that one. Um, but most people say stirrups, so you're right. Especially with what you do, it would be interesting doing either, actually, with what you do. Um, 
Would you rather have a good farrier or a good vet? You can't have both. I'd rather have a good farrier. Again, that has been the answer almost 100% of the time. Um, it definitely has been the answer. Would you rather... Yeah, you visit yeah, the farrier a lot more often, too. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And I've had the same farrier for about 15 years. You're lucky. <laughs> And we got to we got to point out that when we did the Manly show a little while back, one of the attributes besides the fact that the farrier had like nine out of ten on the show here, but it turns out that that Travis also has some Manly attributes, and he he plays uh, he plays um, the guitar in a in a band. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. What? So so he's got a couple of them. I mean, writing, doing doing roping, and and doing musician. If you know, in a longer conversation, we'd probably find out that if we asked him all the manly questions, he'd be right there. What kind of band? Oh, it's acoustic. We're an acoustic. We play a lot of country cover songs, and just in the local bar here, and after rodeos, and in the wintertime, and just a we're just a two man band. Oh, really? I just I just strum a guitar, my. My, my buddy, a classmate of mine, Jake Grossnigel, he plays a guitar and, and mandolin. And huh. Um, Which one of you of sings? We both sing. Yeah? We both sing. Okay, cool. Well, I think it's cool. manly right. just standing up on stage and having the guts to do that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Having done that for <laughs> a lot of years, that is so true. Well, now, you talked to Joseph initially, and you two met because of the shake and fork or flex and fork, right, Joseph? Yeah, uh, he he sent his fork back to me to get a tune-up, and um, and that that turns out to be something that's not all that uncommon. I mean, we've been making these forks now uh, ten or twelve years, but usually about the the fourth or fifth year, um, you wind up deciding that you want to have longer battery time, or you want to put a carbon fiber handle pole on it, or something like that. And and that's the case with Travis. All of a sudden, I had this this uh, shaken fork show back up again and he needed to have it looked at because he wanted to have a, a longer battery time but then came the phone call which was you know i sent that thing to you and i sent it back to you second day air and it's only been two days but but tell him the story travis because he wants it back now <laughs> well that's shaking fork it is it really makes the job a lot easier um i saw i found it on the internet i've had it about five years um i've used you know, I, I have my horses out during, in the summertime all the time, but I stall them in the wintertime or they're in and out, and that, that has really saved me money on bedding, and it's really a, it's really easy to use. It's durable. Uh, my wife's horse, Baxter Black, is, Baxter Black has stepped on the tines, and it, it didn't break. Um, I didn't have any. I had no trouble with it until just the last week or so and it would only run about three minutes and i think the, bat the batteries just finally wore out on it which is about f four years longer than your battery will last in your cell phone yeah, uh, or, or, your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or your shaver or yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and, and when i got this thing back you know there's ways that we can tell how much use they got and when somebody's worn not only through the blue paint on the handle pole, but also through the primer on the handle pole, and they're already down to the to the uh, to the final finish on the handle pole. That means it's it's had a lot of use, and and that's this one here has seen a lot of time. You use it every day. How many? How many? You clean just a couple stalls a day with it. How many? I clean four stalls a day with it. Um, 
but it, it saves time. I mean, I'm doing them with the old fashioned way with, with a, just a farm shop, uh, fork and, and it's taking a lot of time and it's just a lot easier on you to, to use the shaking fork. It just, people just don't, don't understand it until they have one, you know? And, so the biggest have one now too. Travis, the biggest complaint that people have uh, about buying the shaking force is the cost. But from what you're saying, spend the money; it's worth it. I think it is. Um, just the wear and tear on your elbows and things to shake the. Sh- I mean, if you're, you know, if I try to make the shavings go as long as I can, and uh, within reason, and it just makes it so much easier. Um, it's. I couldn't believe anybody that would be unsatisfied buying one um, and the customer service aspect of it as you can tell has been great he's called me before he even got the fork wanting to know what the problem was and it was already been shipped and and uh, he said they claim they can fix everything on them so yeah we do we get them in here and and uh, you know Diane and I we don't live in some glass house somewhere. We got horses out back, and they were invented right here. We assemble them right here, and um, and when we get them back, Diane takes them in, and then I do the work on them. And so we've seen every single fork. I can say this with 100% certainty. Every single fork that has been sent out of here, I've put my hands on. And that's really saying something. So a lot of times, if there's a, a memorable name, I'll look at that fork, and I'll remember the person that I that I sent it to all those years back. And uh, what's really cool about Travis is he also got his neighbors involved with this. So when you were talking about the cost, you know, he's gotten used to people laughing and telling him it's silly to, to spend $300 on a, on a powered manure fork. But that's not the case. In, in the end, you're going to wind up saving money on every single stall, and they last long enough that they'll pay for themselves many, many times over. Some friends of mine were asking about them. I said, I got this. I tell them, you know, people come over and rope or whatever, I'll show them to them, and they're like, how does that thing work? And um, <laughs> a couple of them bought it. Afraid, some of them were afraid of the cost, but um, you know, if, if you clean stalls every day, and you, you know, whether it be one stall or whatever, it's going to save wear and tear on you. Well, Joseph, where can you it find does. them? Okay. Well, the place we're at is equiteemfg.com, equitymanufacturing.com, and uh, we're we're always here. Diane answers the phone most of the time, and. We're right here in the USA in Southern Oregon. All right. Very good. So I have two more quick questions for you, and then we'll let you go, Travis. Uh, would you rather get bitten or kicked? Oh, my God. I'd rather get bitten. Yeah, I think me too. You have a better chance of not dying. Um, and then how about would you rather eat your horse's grain or eat a sandwich that you dropped in the barn aisle? I I think we've all done that. (laughs) Travis, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Travis. I'll be in touch with you. You bet. Take care. Well, our next guest is the fiance of one of our auditors. Her name is Andrea McCullough. And we have Gene Harris joining us here. Hi, Gene. Hey, Glenn. How's it going? Good. Now, I know you were volunteered for this, so thank you for getting volunteered for this. We appreciate you joining us. I know she said you're doing it. Uh, but you've listened before, right? 
Right, and I've been I've been volunteered before as well. Yeah, that, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? There's a good answer to a fiance right there. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. you're already getting used to it. <laughs> How long have you been uh, engaged? Um, engaged a year and a half uh, together for two and a half years. Okay, and uh, what kind of riding does Andrea do? Uh, she used to do dressage, uh, and she's just now getting into western. Okay, that's uh, oh, good, perfect. Some of the questions later will be perfect for you. And are you horsey at all? Or did you kind of uh, fall into this? Did you know anything about it? No, my uh, grandfather had horses when I was a kid, and uh, I kind of got shied away from them uh, at a young age. Um, there was a horse he had that looked like Mr. Ed, uh, but it was actually a pony. And so I snuck out in the field one day and jumped on it, and it took a pretty good bite out of my leg. And <laughs> there was that. <laughs> either a bite or a yeah. kick. Oops. <laughs> Hate that pony. Yep. <laughs> I know it's true. So the when ponies. you find when you found out Andrew was a horse girl, did you have reservations? I did not because I I didn't really know what I was getting into at the time. Um, I was like, no, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I was like, that's cool. You got horses. Yeah, looking back, would you have changed your mind now if you knew what you know now? Uh, No, because I I think uh, everything's good. Um, The only reservation I have with any of the animals is is the time. Mm. It's a lot of time management. Yep, that's and, one and of our biggest It sounds like you're anticipating that things, once you're married, are going to remain kind of the same as when you're a fiancé. But that, that, that yeah. might not be the case. No, we, we do have plans to uh, branch out and kind of be mobile. Um, but that's a few years away. So we'll, what we'll is it that you do? Goes. Um, right now I work with uh, Simplex, who just got bought out, bought out by Johnson Controls. Um, so I am a uh, – my official title is a life safety type technician, but basically I manage fire alarm systems and access control systems and such. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I manage the uh, account at the Mercedes-Benz plant in Alabama for our company. Oh, that's just a little place to uh, work. Um, having uh, having seen what size the Toyota plant is in Kentucky, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So what's Andrea do? What's her job? Uh, she works in research development. Uh, at UAB in Birmingham, and she just uh, manages the animals there, make sure that they're uh, t- taken care of and getting what they need. Cool, very good. And you're you also have a hobby, don't you? Uh, I have a few. Yeah, one of them cost you a, 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 a <laughs> cost you some pain <laughs> here recently, huh? Yeah, I was uh, on my new mountain bike and uh, took a, a tumble. I uh, went over the bars and took the bike with me, so we both kind of got tangled up together, and uh, I think I bruised my ribs pretty good and got scraped up here and there, but uh, uh, the ribs is the only thing that's really bothering me now. Oh, good. Uh, so we're here using... trying to make you laugh tonight while you... I have had broken oh ribs God. recently, and that ain't no fun. Well, it's kind of funny because uh, as long as I don't laugh really hard, it don't bother me. But I found out sneezing is very bad. Oh, yeah. Don't sneeze. 
<laughs> you don't yeah. want to sneeze. And if a sneeze comes on quickly and you, you have no time to prepare, the pain is unbelievable. It is. It yeah. Is. The first time it happened, I thought somebody just shot me. Yeah, exactly. Exa- first time after I broke ribs and had to sneeze, and it was just awful. <laughs> was, when, yeah. when you finally can lie back down again to sleep, that that is such bliss. You get you get so tired of of trying to sleep, you know, propped up because you you know you just can't put the pressure on your ribs. Yeah, and I have trouble sleeping on my back anyway. I'm a side sleeper, so I'm having trouble sleeping up. So I end up eventually sometime at night get back on my side, and then I wake up because I try to roll over, and then that's not good. No, I, and bet you're back in pain again. I broke back yeah. ribs, the ribs in the back, so I was sleeping on the recliner for two months. I couldn't lay flat. Yeah. <laughs> Just didn't, there was no work. Wow. It wasn't happening. Uh, talk about and you know, women yeah. always complain that us men are terrible when you know we're terrible wimps when we get hurt. And you know, I kind of think <laughs> they're right because I, I can get pretty wimpy uh, when I'm hurt. I, I tried to get some sympathy, but it did not work. No. That's the problem with horse women. They don't want to give you any sympathy. So, <laughs> no, horse located no, in because, dictionary. Yeah, because yeah, you know they've had wor- they've had worse of the thing. Yeah, yeah. My wife's broken every bone in her body at least once, so it's hard for me to complain about anything. You know, it's like well, oh. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and and were you, how long did it take you to get that first breath after you landed on the dirt? Ah, uh, it it seemed like quite a little while um the funny part about it was my daughter was recording me um and i was trying to practice this section of trail that had a lot of rocks the size of softballs and i was trying to get enough speed to where i could do this little what they call a drop off of a off of a rock um that drops down about a foot or two onto the trail and so i was trying to get comfortable with the speed i was needing to go so i passed her and unfortunately, she cut the camera off. And as soon as I passed her, I must have clipped a rock or something. But there was, you know how they say everything goes in slow motion when you're doing something mm-hmm. like that? There was no slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> I I laid there and wondered what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I can just bad. imagine the pain, and too. Yeah, so the, the ribs came on kind of after, I guess, because of the uh, adrenaline. Um, what really hurt the worst at that time was the bars came across the top part of my thigh. And I guess uh, put a very, very deep bruise into my leg, which made my whole leg go numb. Um, so this happened uh, about a week ago, yeah, a week ago today. And the bruise is just now coming up on my leg, turning green. And Andrea, being the kind and compassionate person she is, got you a T-shirt. <laughs> yes. Describe the yeah, T-shirt that, for that everybody. Was, uh, <clears throat> well, it's uh, kind of a Navy T-shirt with a uh, biker on the front of it going over the handlebars, and it says, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's horsewomen for you. No, no compassion yeah, really. at all. <laughs> no. no. Oh, yeah. Well... Anytime we're around people and I have to tell them, you know, hey, I mountain bike, that's my hobby or something. But she always has to throw in there that, yeah, but he hits trees all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's one of my other problems because the bars on the bike are fairly wide these days. So I always clip trees with the with the handlebar. So I I hope you you wear some sort of protection. You know, the so, some chest protectors or whatever because it sounds like you need them. 
Well, I wear uh, knee pads uh, on certain trails, and then I have a regular half-shell helmet and then a full-face helmet. I did have my knee pads and full-face on today. I will be purchasing a chest protector. Yeah. Before yeah. I go out again. Yeah, it's, it's funny mm-hmm. how you have to get hurt and then have that happen. And then go, yep, I need those. <clears throat> By the way, yeah. if you want to see that shirt we're talking about and Gene in it, uh, I will be posting that as our show notes picture because I just took it off your Facebook page. So, <laughs> so I'll go ahead. And if, uh, <laughs> I have Instagram, too. They can go on there and check out all the bruises and everything all over. <laughs> I posted on there. All right, Gene, we have some games for you. And Joseph, you're both going to play these. Oh, God, right. I'm terrible at these kinds of things. I know. Games, but... That's why I'm having you do it, uh, because yeah. it's funny seeing you screw them up. All right, so here we go. Um, so the first one is a drinking game, and everybody at home, uh, take a drink every time either one of them says more than one word, because we're doing a word association game. So I'm going to say something, and you say the word that comes to mind. Only one word. Okay? Oh, crap. All right. First, and what, the way we'll do this is, Gene, you'll go first, and Joseph will go second every time. Okay? So we'll, okay. we'll make it. So, Gene, the first word is horse. Cart. Crazy. <laughs> Cart? Do you drive, Gene? No, but I, I don't know why. I like a horse buggy. When you said horse, that just the first thing that came to mind. Okay, usually the horse husbands say expensive. That would be the word they would oh. use. Um, <laughs> so, all right, second. Well, that's kinda, that, that stays hidden for me most of the time. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, it's that bank account you don't know about. Um, right. So, so, Gene, riding pants. Mm. Breaches. I'd have said the same thing. Breaches. Mm, I'd have said tight. Uh, I was going with. Uh, well, I was going with a safe word. Yeah, <laughs> I would have went with tight. That's what. That's. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Gene. Wife's pickup truck. Mm. Dirty. <laughs> Joseph. Oh, it's got to be Dodge. Okay. I like dirty. That's perfect. Um, (laughs) I got in trouble for complaining about the pickup truck the other day. I got in big trouble. Uh, That's one of those things you learn pretty dang fast, is if your wife takes the time to get a sponge and clean the truck... Don't go point out the spots that she missed. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't that. No, that never happens, Joseph. That never happens. Ever. You will never see her clean that truck again. I was said, no, that's not a problem. It was a little itty bitty spot, and it took it. I mean, it's still resonating. This is 20 years later. <laughs> Got in big trouble for that I one. I know what you? happens yeah. when they clean it. My problem is, I complain that it's dirty, and she says, if you don't like it, go wash it. Go that's wash right. it. That's what my yeah. wife would say, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, so, Gene, the next one is tractor. Supply. What was it? Supply. Supply. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. Joseph? Expensive. Yes, exactly. Repairs is what I would have said. Uh, Gene? (laughs) Alcohol. Wine. Oh, you went wine? Rubbing. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I go with wine. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Gene, this is right up uh, Andrea's old uh, sport. Dressage. Fancy. I'd say circles. 
I'd say boring. Next. Um, uh, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> Let's go right to size, Glenn. You don't count. Uh, Gene, food. Wow, this is the toughest one. Yeah. Uh, uh, pizza. Pizza, okay. <laughs> Joseph? Frozen. Frozen. <laughs> um, all right. And uh, one more. Uh, Gene, cleaning stalls. Oh, look at you! You're the man. That was not a setup guy. either. That was. Do you guys have one? Uh, we do. Oh wow! Uh, I didn't yeah, know that. We, uh, yep, she uh, broke her old one, old one, and I got her a new one for Christmas. Look at that, Joseph! I did not know that. This was not a setup. <laughs> I did not know I, that. I, at all. I saw that name, and I thought that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you, man. It's a twofer hey, today. <laughs> You're doing good. All right, guys. Second yeah. game. <clears throat> we played a little bit of this earlier with Travis, but we're going to do a different version with you guys. So this is Would You Rather Horse Radio Network style, and and Gene, you know the Would You Rather game. You get two options; God. you have to pick one. Um. And usually both of the options are pretty ridiculous. So here you go, Gene. Would you rather ride a horse every day for a month or clean the house for a year? Every day for a month. Oh, really? Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Joseph, we know what your answer is going to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There'd, be, there'd be no. In fact, all you got to do is come inside my house and you'll see the answer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gene. Would you rather clean stalls or cook dinner every night? Cook dinner, which I do. Yeah, me too. I'm with you there. Absolutely. Cook yeah. dinner. Look at this. The, the pitchfork guy is cooking dinner every night. It did, Yeah, well, it was so bad before it, I had to invent something to try to make it better. It doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's, it's a miserable job. Would you rather have to ride next? Oh, no, that's, skip this one. You guys won't. Uh, how about this one? Would you rather give up for a year a cell phone or all your driving for a year. So you can't have any access to a cell phone, or you have to give up driving for a year. Mm, I'd be fine with giving up drive, uh, cell phone. Yeah? Okay. Joseph? And, that- you know, I got I, I got a flip phone, Glenn, So, and I live where there's no internet access, so I'm just about there. Yeah, yeah, you're almost there <laughs> to begin with. So for, for me, <laughs> this is the easy one. Uh, would you rather your superpower was flying or mind-reading? Flying. Flying? Okay. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want I, to know what people think of me. <laughs> and since I can fly, I, I, man, I think mind reading would be a blast as long as you could turn it off. Because I bet there'd be some terrible things out <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly. You may, may not yeah, want to hear yeah, that would be the thing. Yeah, you may not want to hear that. All right, so Gene, would you rather be transported permanently 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? Oh, my God. Hmm. I'd like to go 500 years in the past. Oh, about the 1500s. Pretty things are pretty dirty and stinky then. Uh, oh you, my God! You wouldn't be working on but security systems. Knowledge I have now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. I'd turn out pretty good. Yeah, you you would be. You'd be the number one inventor of your time. Yep. Joseph. You know, you'd be you'd be back when they were building the cathedrals and they named people after their their job. You know, fourteen hundreds or something. But I think that the average age they died back then was like twenty nine years old. So I, I I'd have to say I'd I'd think five hundred years in the future. 
Oh, look, we got it. If it was fifty years, I know what I'd take. But but boy, I can't imagine fourteen hundred. Yeah, me either. Sorry. <laughs> it sounds dirty and stinky. And the only security you would be doing then is carrying a sword at the sword, gate. That's yeah, it. that'd be your. Yeah. You'd be working for security. You'd be at the gate. Um, oh <laughs> all right, so the, great the, yeah, these questions are all taken after we've been doing a special thing with the, in the auditor's room, what that we call inside the auditor's barn, which is taken after the TV show inside the actor's studio. We kind of copied that. And anybody that's familiar with inside the actor's studio, James Lipton asks questions and talks to celebrities and it's very fun and interesting. And he gets answers that, you know, he gets things out of celebrities that nobody else does. But he ends every one with the same quest, 10 questions, and I'm going to ask you guys those questions, and we'll, we'll, we'll end up on this. So, uh, again, we'll go with Gene first. What is your favorite word? Probably dadgummit. <laughs> I like that. Joseph? I'd have to say solace. Oh, okay. That's good. I, that's, a, that's a new one. Uh, what is your least favorite word? Mm, probably the F word. Okay. Um, Joseph? Yeah, and I'd say hell. You don't like hell? No. Okay. Uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Gene? Mm. Probably a uh, a really good song. Country song? Um, Christian. Okay. Joseph? And for me, it's a wilderness. Mm. Well, you live in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? It hits all three of those. Yeah. 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 Uh, Gene, what turns you off? Uh, cities and the interstate. We got all night? <laughs> I yeah. <guess> <laughs> I like that. Joseph? Uh, and I'm I'm right there, frantic. Yeah. Now, we, I'm going to ask you this next one, but be careful how you, you know, just give me give me an indication of what it is. What's your favorite curse word, Gene? We know which one it's not. <laughs> um, don't think I have one anymore. Um, just quick back back thing. Uh, when I when I became a Christian, I gave up cussing, so um, I, I really don't have one anymore. Well, that's an answer. That's a that's a good answer. Yep. And Joseph, it's got to be crap. I don't even think that counts as life. a curse word, does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. So, Gene, what sound or noise do you love? Probably the sound of when you're in the woods and it's just kind of quiet, but it, it it still has kind of a sound to me. It's kind of, can't explain it. I, I think we all know what you're talking about, actually. Yeah, and you're going to have to visit. You're going to have to visit my wife and I's new property somewhere up at the sawmill because it, it, that it's a different kind of a sound, and uh, mm-hmm. there's a, it's it's really complex. And I, the answer I was going to say was the sound of a river or a stream, but but that you know you get the sound of the wind through the pine needles. You get it's right. a different kind of sound, right. and that that is yeah. That, I think everybody speaks to their soul with that sound. Right, it does. All right, fine. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Chewing with your mouth open. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I grew up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and for some reason the Amish, most of them chew with their mouths open. So when you'd go to like these dinner places or whatever, and, and there were if there were Amish there, it would be a lot of... 
Uh, uh, yeah. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Yep, yep, I agree. Joseph? Boy, you know, you would think that it would be traffic or something like that, but all time, most hated sound is an alert sound of a, of an iPhone or a telephone. It absolutely drives me bat crap crazy. It's, I don't care if it's the mm. ring or the alert for a text or something like that. It, it, I just, there's nothing more annoying than, sorry, I'm carrying on, but I'm ranting. But, man, I hate that sound. I was just trying to get my phone out to see if I could make it make a sound. I'll but. make it happen to me, Glenn. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Uh, my phone, it doesn't even do that. Three more. So, uh, Gene, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh... Like uh, outdoor uh, guiding um, or training, something in that nature. Okay. Yeah, boy, I'd love to be able to be a musician. You'll yeah. sit down. Don't you have to have some musical ability to start with? Though? A lot of things I don't possess. But <laughs> I think that would be a fine, <laughs> fine, fine job. All right. What profession would you not like to do, Gene? Probably anything in construction. Okay. Joseph? It would be probably a toss-up between uh, being a computer programmer or being a guard in a maximum security prison. Uh, uh, that one doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. Both uh, of them, I think, would be... My niece helpful. actually <laughs> works in a prison as a, as a therapist in a really sec- maximum security prison. So I often wonder what that is really like in her day. Um Boy. And number 10, and this he asks, this is the last question that James Lipton asks at the end of every Inside the Actor Studio. And this is a tough one. Maybe not so much for you, Gene. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? For me, it would just be, you can come in. <laughs> Get your ass in here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Joseph? Oh, I would just love to hear the word welcome. <laughs> Yeah. Right. That'd be probably the greatest word you could ever hear. Yeah. I think mine would be, ah, you weren't so bad after all. We'll let you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gene, this has been fun. This is the first time we've ever done this, and I I thought I'd mix it up a little tonight, and you were great. We appreciate you playing along. I hope your ribs get better. They will get better. It takes time, but they will get better. You'll be able to breathe again, and sneezing won't cause you to feel like you're getting a knife through your heart. Um, Hug a pillow if you got to sneeze. That's yeah. a big help. It is uh, true. I, I've, I've tried it, and it, uh, it does work to an extent. But uh, I think now my body is, when a sneeze starts to come on. Oh, you clench up. It, it tried, yeah, clench yeah. up, so it, it kind of fights it. But. Yeah. It, the only thing that helps with that is time. <laughs> time will help. And just try not to sneeze. <laughs> just don't. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. We appreciate it. And thank Andrea for volunteering you. Thank you. Yeah, thank thank you, guys. Well, on Friday, tomorrow, we have some really bad ads for you. So tune in then. Jennifer does need a couple of ads. So if you can get on Facebook or Craigslist and look up some crappy ads, send them to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Remember, if you record them yourself, you get two entries into the prize pool for the month. And the prize this month is a box of crap from my closet. And I got some good crap in there right now. So and My also- favorite swear word. That's right, your favorite swear word. You realize that's not a swear word. Oh, that's why I use it. I it's don't a descriptive word of, of which, <laughs> thanks to crap, you have made a lot of money over the years. 
That's true. You are in the crap <laughs> business when you think about it. Well, we always say our business is picking up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, by the way, mine is oh. That's my favorite curse word. I, I say that a lot. Or Welsh. Either way goes fine. Yeah, That's, yeah. I use them. I use it interchangeably. Well, so tune in tomorrow. Thank you so much. If you do want to flex and fork or shake and fork, you can go to equity manufacturing or nowadays you can just just type in shake and fork. It's been written in so many times it'll actually show up on a Google search. It does. I mean, even before you finish, <laughs> it shows up. Yep. And it's shake the letter and fork. It'll definitely show up. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this Horse Husbands episode. We appreciate you being here. If you want to see the past, or if you want to listen to, I'm tired. If you want to listen to the past episodes of Horse Husband, just go to horsesinthemorning.com, scroll down to the middle of the page, and you'll see Horse Husbands listed there. It'll bring, click on it, and it'll bring up all the past Horse Husbands episodes we've ever done. Uh, That's right, and including the Manly Man episode. Yes, yep. one of our favorites, the Manly Man episode. You'll find that in there, too. Just look look through them, and you'll find Manly Man. That's it. Thank you, Joseph. You're welcome. And um, don't forget, spay, neuter, and go. Of course.